The Braves are officially in the playoffs. Congratulated to the guys. You know, it's, it's like I said, we got a seat at the table now. Now, can they clinch the division in Philadelphia? From the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, this is the Braves Report presented by Kroger, the podcast that takes you inside the clubhouse and gives you the stories behind the score. I'm Jay Black. Our AJC Braves beat reporter Justin Toscano is on his way up to Philadelphia, so he's got the day off. Instead, uh, Gabe Burns, our sports journalist, will join us here. And uh, Gabe, we, we gathered back in March to, to kick off the season, and a lot of people did not pick the Braves uh, to be the favorites in this division again. And now they can lock up their sixth straight division title this week. Yeah, anyone who uh, was betting against the Braves before the season looks pretty stupid right now. And I, I don't <laughs> know how many people – yeah, I don't know how many people actually were. I know a lot of New Yorkers were pretty gung-ho about the Mets. That team's going to win like 72 games. Um, when we were on here, Justin and I talked about we thought the Phillies were clearly the second-best team, and that and that's proven to be the case. So I think we're going to see two NL East teams in the playoffs, and the Braves are gonna, definitely going to be the World Series favorite. All right, coming up, we will talk about what to make first of the Braves' latest homestand, then look ahead to the big four-game series in Philadelphia. We'll also get Gabe's thoughts on what the Braves need to accomplish in September, where they stand now, and how they'll stack up in October. Plus, Andrew Jones gets his number retired will be next if this is your first time listening to the show welcome aboard and please make sure you follow us on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcast this is the braves report from the atlanta journal constitution presented by kroger and we're entering one of the best times of the year it's baseball season and it's football season so make sure you head to your local kroger store to grab all your game day favorites and kroger is making it even easier with a boost membership boost helps you prep for the big game with free delivery and two times the fuel points. Save time and money so you can enjoy the game. Visit your local Kroger store or go online at Kroger.com. All right, first, let's acknowledge the accomplishment of the day. The Braves qualify for the postseason. We just had a little champagne toast in there. Congratulated to the guys. You know, it's, it's like I said, we got a seat at the table now. You know, it's not what we left spring training to accomplish because that's the division. And um, But I think it's, you know, to get in is huge. Um, and... Um, so, you know, wanted to congratulate the guys on, on like I say, getting a seat at the table for, for the, the playoff situation. But, you know, our priority and our number one goal is to win the division. All right, first off, I, I've never envisioned a champagne toast in a baseball locker room. Yeah, uh, that's I guess that's about as modest as you can get. Look, th- this team's not – they're not celebrating a postseason berth. I mean, this is their sixth straight year. They won a World Series two years ago. Like, I, I mean – They've been the best team in baseball all year. So, I mean, to celebrate, it was just a formality, right? And even even their division celebration, which is going to come in the next few days, I mean, even that's going to be, you know, pretty contained because, yeah, that's their goal. But, I mean, I'm going to be honest, like, this team to me – and I don't, I don't really like the whole like championship or bus talk because a lot, a lot of that is just sports radio nonsense – I really feel like this is a World Series or bust. This team is so, so, so great. And we've talked about it all year. They just There's just very few concerns, and it just feels like they're that much better than everyone else. I know the Orioles are you know close to them record-wise, but come on, right? I mean, you talk about postseason experience. This team, you're going to wind up, you're going to have Olsen set the record. Acuna, I think, is going to win MVP with you know a, a 40-60, which is just preposterous. You just look up and down the lineup. I know there can be some concerns with the pitching, but there's going to be concerns with every team's pitching. I mean, my God, the Dodgers are the second-best team, and look at their concerns. So I, 
really feel that we've reached a point that this is a World Series or bust just because of how spectacular this team is. And I feel like there's only a few teams who can ever really feel that way. I, I feel like Houston probably feels that way every year. The Dodgers feel that way every year. We've gotten really here with the Braves that it, they're at the point that it really does feel like, you know, last year was they won 101. It was a great year, but it was a disappointment to not even make the NLCS. So I think that where this team is right now, given this year, I, it truly is a championship or bust. And that <laughs> says really all you need to know about where this organization stands. Is it really, you know, I know there's there's a lot of obviously randomness in baseball and you never know what's going to happen in a seven game series, but at least that are we accomplished winning the pennant. Is that what you have to see out of this team to at least get to the World Series and it's like, okay, it's not going to be a total disappointment. It yes. I mean in my opinion and some people can disagree and again, you're right. Baseball there's it's not it's not like the other sports. There's just a really weird – the Dodgers won 111 games last year and got bounced by a team that they had been beating up on for years, right? So, But I do feel anything less than winning the NL would be a big disappointment. If you get beat even in seven games in the NLCS, I think that's a disappointment. I think this has the potential to be the best season in the history of this franchise, right? So you have to look at it that way. You, you look at the individual – you look at the individual success, you look at the team's success, you look at how many guys on this team are we're going to be talking about decades from now. You know, the Acunas, Olsen, Ozzy, Freed, Strider. I mean, you just go through and like, Snit. I mean, look, look at Snit. He's where is he going to wind up ranking manager wise by the end, you know, whenever he finally decides to retire? So this is just such a special collection and I know that they have these guys signed I know you bring them back you don't know if you're going to do this again next year you don't know if the offense is going to be this spectacular guys get hurt guys regress things happen right I just feel the state of the National League where this team is I, I, I think you have to win the pennant and and it's I usually don't like being that way and, and it, just because again of the randomness and there's just a lot to it I just I truly feel that this team is that much better than the next team and we, you know we saw that Red Sox the Red Sox in 18 I thought were that much better than everyone and they won it right um even I know Houston in 17 you know obviously the cheating but I mean there have been some truly spectacular just awesome teams that have been good, have been good enough. I mean the Astros have been in how many straight ALCSs and so you can say well the postseason is random. Well it doesn't seem to be for them because they're no. there all the time. So and I think the Braves are, you know, obviously they're that level of organization and I just feel like anything less than winning the NL, I mean you have to if you lose in the World Series, I mean, you know. But anything less than winning the NL, even if you lose to the Dodgers, um, I think this team's a lot better than the Dodgers. And we saw that at Dodger Stadium, and you guys talked about that. So basically, yeah, you, I think they should win the NL. Anything that worries you at this point that would prevent that? Honestly, um, not at this point. My biggest concern, um, aside from the health caveat, which we always, I guess, have to throw in there, uh, is the bye. Honestly, uh, <laughs> after what we saw last year with the Braves and Dodgers, my thing is like, okay, this team is going to clinch – this week right and so then you kind of have to work you kind of have to balance how are we going to do this and you kind of take your foot off the gas well we've seen how many times has that screwed this franchise frankly um that they clinched a little too early and you want to be that team that keeps your foot you want to be like where the cubs are right where you you're in the playoffs but 
you're battling for seeding. You're a couple games or whatever behind Milwaukee, so you're still fighting for the division. So they're basically their season. I mean, there's a sense of urgency there the whole time, and then they're going to be playing, you know, probably in the wild card round. So, you know, uh, it's weird because you're on the your your season's on the line. You're you're playing those games, but at the same time, you do benefit from that. I think so. It, my biggest concern is not roster wise. My biggest concern is just the layoff. Um, heading into whoever the Braves play because it, I, I don't think it helped them last year. And I'm really curious with this new format over a long period of time how we end up looking at this, right? How many upsets we end up seeing. And I do think the NLDS should be seven games, um, but that's a different discussion. Cosign. So, yeah, yeah. So, that I mean, that's my biggest thing. Like, yeah, you could point it like, are there some, can there be some concerns in the bullpen? Can you be – you know, if Strider – goes out and lays an egg like he did the other day, right? Uh, that changes the whole series. So, I mean, there's different things you can look at, but really my my biggest concern is where the team's health is going to be then, which that I guess that goes without saying, and also just the layoff and if they can kind of really get themselves revved back up after, you know, really a couple weeks, they're just not going to have any sense of urgency. There's a lot of a lot of teeth gnashing, hand wringing at the deadline, and the Braves do not add another another starter, not named Yanni Chirinos. Do they have enough starting pitching to get through the postseason? Yeah, I think I think they do, and that's uh, not counting Kyle Wright. Um, if you end up getting anything out of him, I, I just they're Freed, Strider, Charlie, and Elder. I think that's that's enough, and because you also you have to look at the other teams too. I mean, we're we're nitpicking this team, but then you look at who's your number three starter on these other teams. And I know Milwaukee has got awesome pitching. Uh, their lineup still does not spook me. I know they've been playing well. Justin Steele is great. And we've seen, you know, with the Phillies, we know how great Zach Wheeler is in those moments. Aaron Nola has not had a great year. He's still striking people out, but it's been a pretty underwhelming year. Is, is he going to step up it? So you, you go through all of these teams and the Dodgers rotate. I mean, that's a disaster right now, right? Yeah. So you go through all these teams and look, we can nitpick how great this team is, but I mean, my God, your fourth guy was an all-star and he's been pretty good lately. I know we, you know, we, we can be a little hard on elder sometimes. Right. But I mean, those four guys, if you have those guys healthy, and especially in the case of Freed and Strider, I feel great about my chances with them, especially in the NL. Thoughts on this week? Brian Snicker? It's a good team. Pittsburgh's and St. Louis. I mean, those offenses are real. And um, as we saw, Pittsburgh's got some nice arms, and, and they're headed in the right direction. And, um, you know, so uh, – and St. Louis. I mean, they were swinging the bats really good, and then they carried it on into Cincinnati looking at the scores and everything. You were there for most of the games. Braves uh, did go three and three, slightly disappointing, but doesn't matter. No, uh, it, look, it was a it was an underwhelming homestand. Uh, you know, <laughs> a little off topic. You look at that Cardinals lineup; it, it's kind of crazy that team's as bad as it is. <laughs> it really is. You, you know, there the pitching is just atrocious. We know that, but you you look at the lineup. I mean, I know some of these guys are not having their best years, but on paper, you're going, yeah, like this team should be pretty competitive. The Pirates had actually been playing pretty well coming into this series. Um, the Braves kind of told you how important they viewed this series when they're getting these guys extra rest. They're starting Dodd. Uh, they're starting Winans, who did a really nice job today. So, I mean, they weren't overly concerned about it. Uh, so we're really at the point now. You know, I think this week – I think the Philly series is going to be interesting, um, just seeing them and 
how much can you take from it? Uh, we learned last year you can't really take too much from these you know end of you know they they were beating the Phillies at the end of last year, and then we saw what happened. So, but no, I mean you like three and three home stand. It was pretty pedestrian, but you know it, ultimately it doesn't mean much. You got to see another big week from Ron Lacuna. Well, you look at the average the RBIs. I mean the the total season is something else. You know the OPS, the whole everything. Um, you know, so I mean, it's just really good at bats that he has, and the walks are really good, and, and the whole thing is kind of scary. Has he locked up the MVP yet? Locked up is strong because of the momentum that Mookie had before he was hurt, right? But in my opinion, he should be the MVP. And this is not, uh, and, you know, I know that people would say like, oh, it's bias, you know, Braves right or whatever. No, I, I think he's the best player. I think he's been the best player. This is such a remarkable year. I think it's arguably, you know, I was talking to different people about it who have covered this team for a while. It could be arguably like the best season ever for a Brave. Yes. Um, it's it's been that special and you look at he's hitting nearly like 340 we're talking he's going to wind up i think he ends up hitting 40 good 64 steals um the ops is preposterous it feels like it feels like every time he does anything there's a record set right like literally every time it's like oh well here's two rbis well here's this record uh, you know here's this record it, it is such a and we knew he was capable of this it was just a matter of health and we've known this i mean we saw the year he had in 2019 it it he should be the NL MVP. He's been the best player on the best team all year. Just historic numbers. And look, the, even the 40-40 guys, Canseco was the only one who won MVP doing that. Uh, so I get it. And this does not diminish Mookie in any way. He is such a remarkable talent. Uh, he's incredible. The defense, the versatility, the power, uh, his leadership, everything about him. He's basically the perfect player. Uh, but I think Acuna should be the MVP for the reasons I just said. If Acuna does have the 40-70, uh, he'll be the first Brave with 70 stolen bases since Otis Nixon in 1991. You know how many home runs Otis Nixon hit in 1991? Give it to me. Not a single one. <laughs> Played in 124 games, no homers, 26 RBIs, OPS of 698. Acuna can go be, obviously be the first 40-70 guy, and his OPS may be 1,000 for the season. Yeah, I mean, he's – that's what I'm saying is, like, we're talking about maybe the best season by a bre- – this is truly – this is why I, I was talking about World Series or bust. Because, I mean, how many times are you going to have an Acuna season and an Olsen season at the same time? I mean, you know, this team is going to wind up winning 100-plus. I would not be surprised Halloween we're talking about this being the best Braves team ever. We'll talk a little more about Andrew Jones in a moment, but – Andrew thinks Matt Olson is going to break his single-season home run record? No, to be honest with you, I think when we got Matt Olson, I told a buddy of mine, I said, I think Matt Olson is the guy who's going to break, you know, he's going to hit 50 home runs. I think the first year he hit like 40-something home run, and I say, uh, he came short, but I think he he, he, he's, he just got that swing that, you know, he left, he's going to get things done like that. So, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm pushing for him, and I'm, I'm hopefully he can, he can break. Does he break Andrew's record? He does. He's at 48 right now. I feel like he winds up at around 54. Olsen out to 121 RBIs. Braves record is 132 by Gary Sheffield in 2003. Is that going down? That's going to come down to the wire. I feel like he doesn't get there. But then again, I did say, what do I have him hitting? Six more homers? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> if that happens, maybe, maybe I'm 
I don't know. I, I, I feel like he's going to hit. I feel like he's going to have a game he hits two, right? I, I, just, I just feel like uh, he, he's definitely going to get the home run record. It's just going to depend, obviously, on how many people are in front of him. And then do the Braves pass the 98 Braves franchise record of 106 wins? They're at 92 now. Got 20 games to go. So they'd have to go 14 and 6 to tie it? Yeah. I feel like they fall. I feel like they wind up at probably 103 or 104. So I guess they fall short. All right. Coming up, how the rest of the National League stacks up and talk about Andrew Jones finally getting his number retired. This is the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, presented by Kroger. What's so great about being a Kroger Boost member? Free delivery on the Kroger products you love and more rewards, too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership, starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Learn more at Kroger.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, of course, clinch watch is on. Could happen in this four-game set in Philly. Yeah, it's going to be a tough four day, four games in three days against that. You know, I mean, that offense right there is, you know, is every bit as powerful as ours that we're going to go face right now. Obviously, winning the division is not the ultimate goal, but it is a goal, and I'm sure the Braves would not mind uh, dancing on the Phillies' field for a minute. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. They'd have to win. Uh, well, they have to win three out of four there to uh, to clinch. So, Magic number six. Yeah. So it feels like it'll. I don't know. It feels like they'll probably clinch in Miami, which, you know, clinching. I guess they'll have a lot of fans in Miami. Uh, that's usually the only people who show up. But uh, yeah, I mean, I they might split in Philly, and then you wind up winning in Miami. But either way, you wrap that thing up, and then again. That, there's the challenge. There's the challenge after you wrap it up. How do you manage rest? How do you kind of keep at least some urgency as you head into that? And I, I really, I think that's going to be the most fascinating thing down the stretch. Is it like a ninety percent on the gas until you win the top seed? Yeah, I, because I, I think they should just be playing for something. I, I, again, I think that mentally, I think getting you know, and not, I don't really necessarily worry about that with this team, but. At the same time, everyone, you know, all these great teams have fallen victim to that. So, yeah, and we'll see, like, the Dodgers have not been playing very well, so it's not like they're making a push for the top seed. So, you know, once you get – definitely you can, you know, rest some if that's what you want after you go ahead and wrap it up. But, yeah, I, I feel like pushing for that, it, 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 you know, it gives you – again, I keep hammering home about kind of a sense of urgency and importance, and that's what that gives you. The Phillies will throw out Taiwan Walker, Michael Lorenzen, Zach Wheeler, and Christopher Chan- Sanchez in the four games. The Braves will go with Morton in game one of the doubleheader, then TBA followed by Max on Tuesday and Sp- Strider on Wednesday. And um, Brian Snicker hit it on Sunday that Kyle Wright's making the trip. Yeah, and we'll see. I mean, they're kind of they're kind of out a lot of pitchers right now, you know, with the way that this has been. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> Kyle Wright's your option, right? So he he'll have some time here to kind of show them. Is he going to wind up being on your postseason roster? Is he going to be a guy you can trust? We'll find out. And it, look, it would just make them obviously that much better 
if you have Pete Kyle right. But at the same time, given the circumstances, you can't count on that. And anything you get out of him is a luxury. And that's okay because I don't think this team, with where they are, needs Kyle Wright to win the World Series. But the fact that you do have him, the fact that he's an option, the fact that he could be somebody that helps you, I mean, that, I mean that's nice. But we'll see. You think Kyle Wright is a possible option if the Braves do not need a starter? Is he a, is he a possible option as like a two-inning swing guy out of the bullpen? I wouldn't rule that out. Yeah, I mean, that, that's I think that's entirely possible, and it puts him in a position, you know, you're not having to start him. You're not going to ask for bulk innings. You're not asking for six innings. I mean, I definitely think, yeah, I, that scenario is absolutely in play. What would you make of the Michael Soroka news this week that he's out for the year? It's a bummer. It's a bummer because for all the reasons that we always say uh, when he gets hurt, great guy, um, has battled through so much. Everyone in the world's rooting for him. Uh, it stinks. It's tough. He'll keep trying to bounce back. Um, but what makes this one different is I'm not sure it's going to be here. And we'll see if, you know, he ends up taking a minor league deal here or he decides that maybe he wants a fresh start somewhere. But certainly I think it's possible that um, he pitched his last game as a Brave. And really it, he's going to – if that's the case, if, if he doesn't wind up becoming a, you know, a regular guy again – it, or ever come close to what he was, he's going to be one of the biggest what-ifs, I think, in Braves history. When you look at how good he was early on, when you look at he was an all-star, he's your youngest opening day starter, all of that kind of stuff, he's going to go down as one of the biggest what-ifs. And, again, we'll see if he's back, um, and we'll see if he is you know, ever someone who's consistently serviceable again. But wonderful guy, rooting for him, and – I really do. It's, he's an all-time – Jay, you've, you've, you've followed this team for a long, long time, your whole life. He He's truly going to be, I think, one of the greatest what-ifs in this franchise's history. You would not have been a crazy man – I know this because I said it – to take as much Michael Soroka stock as you did Ron Lacuna stock in 2019. Yeah, no, and he was he was supposed to be better than Freed. He was going to be like the guy. Yeah. I mean, he and he was for, you know, basically the one year he was healthy – he was kind of everything you wanted, and, you know, they screwed up not starting him twice in that St. Louis series. We, we always come back to that. Um, and then you – Dallas Keuchel started yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they would like to have that one back. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what a, what a strange, strange career. Back to the here and now, looking at the NL contenders. Is there anybody that scares you at this point? Oh, scares is strong because, like I've been saying, uh, I think the Braves are that much better than everybody else. But I will say, if I had to pick one, it's the same team that beat them last year. I mean, the Phillies, they have the makings of a postseason team, just like they did a year ago. And that's one that's a lineup that can slug with the Braves in a series, right? So, and, and it looks like they're probably going to draw the Phillies or the Cubs. And I, the Cubs have been playing. I know Arizona has been beating them, but they've been playing pretty well. That offense, I mean, when was the last time you saw an offense turn it around like theirs has during the season? I mean, they couldn't do anything. And now, you know, the year and the year that Bellinger is having, I mean, he's, I know some of the underlying stuff is, you know, you see how sustainable it is, but he's been having an awesome year. Justin Steele, is he the Cy Young favorite now? I, I mean, it's not an inspired race, but I think he, I think he might be. So that Cubs and they're going to have and those games at Wrigley are going to be nuts. And I think well, but I think Philly probably would have the best home field advantage 
of any team. So neither one of those teams are pushovers for sure. Like I would, frankly, I'd rather have Milwaukee, I think, um, than either one of those teams or, you know, even Arizona, even they have the Gallon thing and their offense, they, they've got like four guys with 20 plus homers, which, you know, that doesn't impress us here, but <laughs> you know, no. it's, it, you know, it's nice for other teams. So the NL field, um, it does feel kind of like the Braves and everyone else in light of the Arias news too, um, which really hurts the Dodgers' chances. But I'll be honest, I, I would fear the Phillies more than the Dodgers at this point. Um, Jay, where do you stand on it? Well, first of all, I, if I was commissioner of baseball, I would, um, I would reseed the playoffs <laughs> um, because the top seed is more likely than not always going to be at a slight disadvantage because the best wildcard team is generally better than the third-place division winner. And as fluky as a five-game series is, I would want the top seed to have as much advantage as possible. Uh, but um, I don't get to make that decision. I'd also make it seven games like we talked about earlier. But something about the Phillies. And the Braves didn't play well against the Cubs either, but something about the Phillies. They, they, they did win the pennant. They were the third-place team in the National League East last year, but they did win the pennant. They are defending their title. And the Cubs could be a little new experience to them, not for Dansby, but for the rest of them. The Braves are obviously clearly better than the Phillies, but five games, two over there, I would still be slightly concerned. But this is obviously the best team in the National League. Yeah, no, uh, it's – and the Phillies play the Braves a lot, and they've eliminated the Braves. So, you know, there's a lot – they're experienced. And I'm not disregarding – I'm not throwing the Dodgers out of this by any means. All I'm saying is just given the way the rosters look right now, I, I would – I, I cannot. I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I, I would rather take my chances with the Dodgers than the Phillies. Just get, again, the bottom of that Dodgers lineup, the rotation. There's just enough there. And I, I mean, Mookie and Freddie are great. I mean, JD Martinez. He's got like what 26 homers. I mean, you've got guys in there, but just the Phillies, the the vibe around the Phillies. I I definitely think if they if these teams meet again. Um, I feel like it'll go five this time. That's going to be an awesome series. All right, before we step away here, uh, spend one moment on the big highlight of the weekend, greatest center fielder of a generation. Andrew Jones gets his number retired in Atlanta. Just a great honor by the Atlanta Braves to give me the opportunity to play this game that I love and um, and now honor me with, with my number retired. And, you know, it's just one of those things that you don't think about it when you play this game, you know, you you, you want to play this game and make a career and go out there and, and win championship. Um, you don't think about, you know, some, someday your number will get retired. So um, this is a great honor, and um, I'm, I'm, I can be more happy than that. Even the Braves' top boss, Terry McGurk, admitted on the stage that this was a little overdue. Yeah, it felt that way. <laughs> it definitely felt overdue just because of how long, you know, Andrew's been gone, and he's obviously been around the organization since he retired. Truly, and this is, and I know we have defensive metrics. I, I don't, people are going to argue this all the time just because it's just one of those things that no one's ever going to. I think he's the best defensive center fielder ever. And during his run of 10 straight gold gloves, I don't, none of us have seen any, we're never going to see a guy like that again. He was absolutely spectacular. Uh, Glavin had a good quote. He's like, you know, it would get boring between starts, but then I'd get to watch you, and it was you know it was worth coming to the ballpark just to see you play defense. And then you factor in you know over 400 career homers. I mean, really, really an awesome career. Uh, the the best his peak was shorter um, than a lot of guys, right? And we know what happened his last year in Atlanta goes to the Dodgers and and you know, all of that. He he didn't finish strong, but 
his peak years, and even, I mean, obviously his early years with the two home runs in the World Series, I mean, really just a, a Hall of Fame career, truly. And it, it, it's really cool. I, I think his name belongs, I think that his number belongs up there. Um, he's a guy that was synonymous with the Braves for a long, long time. And a lot of people, a lot of people were really inspired by him, you know, players, right? He was, uh, he was just a special talent. And, uh, you know, he's going to see his home run record fall this year. But, I mean, he's staying in the Braves record books. So he, he won't be forgotten. If he had never hit a single home run, he would still be a Hall of Fame candidate just because e- even the old timers, anybody that ever saw Willie Mays and Andrew Jones, that's like the list. That's the top tier. Maybe you put Ken Griffey in there, but everybody that's ever seen those both those guys play, nobody ever throws another name in there for best center fielder ever. It, it seems pretty consistent. It's either Willie or Andrew, and that's tier one. Yep, completely agree. And, the, you know, the rise of defensive metrics, that's helped his case. And I get it. Like, I understand the people who argue against his Hall of Fame. Like, I, I, get, I don't think it's, like, crazy or anything. Like, I understand. I just – we're talking about the best defensive center fielder. He was um, – the power was there. And he played on nothing but great teams. I mean, his entire – all they did was win the division. They'd go to the Worlds. Like, I mean – and I think that matters too because, you know, we talk about like guys like Trout all the time. It's like, yeah, he's great, but his team stink every year. And it's like he never does it in meaningful games. And that's not his fault, but there's still value in seeing it all the time seeing it in October and Andrew I mean Andrew did nothing but win and it sounds kind of stupid when you say it that way but he was always on the big stage right he was making these gold glove plays on the big stage and he like I said he was synonymous with uh, a franchise that had one of the greatest runs in the history of sports that was stacked with Hall of Famers and it certainly wouldn't be a surprise if he wound up one of them Still have a career OPS of 823 and a 17-year big league career, and the last six of those were kind of bad. And Justin and I were talking about this off the air, so to speak, the other day. But um, who's next? Who is the next Brave to get their number retired? Oh, man. That is a great question. And I don't know. Honestly, if we're looking at – and forgive me if I'm forgetting somebody, but if we're looking at current day players, I guess you'd have to go by age right, maybe Freddie. What do you think, Jay? Freddie, I, I mean, who, yeah, who, who Freddie, else? <laughs> Freddie and Acuna, obviously. Oh, yeah, if we're, if we're going to go and, there, I mean, how many yeah. of these guys are going to have their numbers um, retired? Yeah. But, yeah, I, th- I, I guess Freddie would be the next on the list. Craig Kimbrell, I yeah, don't know. Probably not. Yeah, pro- I wouldn't think um, so, but I don't know. McCann, probably not. Um, there's kind of a little bit of a gap between the eras. Um, but then there's a few that are on the current field that will, that will have that uh, – group of retired numbers wrap around the corner if the Braves win another World Series does Brian Snitker get his number retired yeah yeah I, I I I would I would definitely say yes and I'm thinking about it like I know some people would debate whether Freddie should have his number retired I would say he should um maybe some people don't feel I I, I would say he definitely should that situation will fall yeah. I mean you know it was a little it was a little icy with Glavin uh, after he went to the Mets it was a little icy with Andrew the way things kind of went down too um but uh, time heals all wounds, and yes, number five will will be up there on the on the on the uh, on the high rise, so to speak. Yeah, and he'll be around the organization like when he retires and stuff, and it, you know. It'll, but yeah, yo, this team. I mean, Acuna, right? 
Uh, Riley's on a decade-long contract, so we'll see how his career winds up stacking up. I mean, look at how many years Ozzy's going to play here. I mean, what what else does he have in store? Matt Olson's probably going to be the single-season home run king. How many home runs is he going to wind up hitting? How many is he going to win a World Series? Like, I, I mean, I don't want to overdo it with the numbers thing, but <laughs> again, that that's where we're at with this team, man. They've that many dudes. They they truly have that many you know, all-time franchise players right now that you can talk about multiple people and the manager having their number retired, even though, you know, all these guys are in their 20s. <laughs> all right, before we go here, no Ask Justin segment because we have no Justin, uh, but we'll get back to that next week. But uh, we will do winners of the week. You first. Well, Andrew's the obvious one. Uh, having number 25 hanging up there, like I said, well-deserved, good for him. Another couple, uh, I'm going to say Winans deserves some credit. Um He's yep. he's helped this team. He's given him twenty two innings. I know he's got a four five. He's he's done some nice things. He's helped this team. And Eddie Rosario, a really nice homestand for him. A hit in every game. Ten for twenty three, I believe. Uh, look, we know how good Eddie can be when he gets going. We know how he can he changed that playoff series against the Dodgers in twenty one. Um, so it's going to be you know you get him rolling ahead of the playoffs. You're going to be in really good shape. Mine is Alex Dickerson. He will be the last Brave to wear number 25. That's great. What was it? I think Ryan Church, was he the first guy to wear it after Andrew? So according to BaseballAlmanac.com, there was 11 players that wore 25 after Andrew. The legendary Barbaro Canizares, Ryan Church, Troy Gloss, Juan Francisco, Joey Tardoslovich, Christian Bethencourt, Cameron Mabin, and Tyler Flowers had a run. Then Christian Pache, oops, and uh, Alex Dickerson. There you have it. <laughs> flowers, flowers wore it well. Twenty five got handed out kind of liberally. Yeah, flat flowers wore it well. He he had a he had a nice stint. All right, so that's where we will uh, leave it here. By the way, don't forget if you've not done so, load up now for your Braves coverage. Be a part of our community. Get everything that we have to offer with the Braves and the Falcons and Georgia football news, etc. Go to subscribe.ajc.com and get three months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents. Go to subscribe.ajc.com so you always know what's going on. And we'll have Justin back with us here uh, next Monday. Stay with us. If any big news breaks, we'll be back. And then uh, Gabe will be talking to you again soon. Yeah, look forward to it. And thank you, everyone who reads, who subscribes, who listens. I mean, you guys are the reasons we're able to, you know, when this team's on this postseason run, it's going to be a long postseason run, I think. We're going to have a lot of people on the road. Like, we're going to have, obviously, Justin, he's our beat guy. We're going to have uh, Jay. We're going to be doing podcasts, I believe, after every game probably again. And, yep, yeah, we're going to have me there. We're going to have at least one of them. We're going to have Michael Cunningham or – or uh, Ken Segura. We got Posse. It's going to be like an Avengers Exactly. We're, we'll have Sarah Spencer doing video. I mean, the reason that we have this type of resources is because of, uh, because of all of you. So we really, truly appreciate it. Subscribe.ajc.com so you can uh, join the community and uh, take advantage of everything we got to offer. Uh, just uh, 99 cents for the next three months. So until then, rate, review, follow, share, subscribe this show. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We'll see you next time on the Braves Report for the Atlanta Journal Constitution. When you're looking for leading cardiac treatment, look to Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with five emergency cardiac care centers, so we're here when you need us most. We lead with more than 55 locations in Georgia. That means we're always in the heart of your neighborhood. We lead with clarity, because clear direction is better when it comes to understanding every step of your treatment. Northside Hospital Heart Institute. 
We lead with heart. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com.